All right, thank you so much, Mark, and praise team. Good to hear everybody's voices loud and clear this morning. There's a lyric in one of the stanzas of Rock of Ages left for me that I wanted just to mention because it's such a, a glorious hope. Um, Rock of Ages, let's see if I can find it here. Here it is. Um, in, the, in the first verse, let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flow be of sin the double cure. Save from wrath and make me pure. So when we're talking about the blood of Jesus Christ, it's the double cure for our sin. It, it saves us from God's wrath the punishment that we deserve so that our sins can be forgiven. But it's not only that when we're talking about the status that a believer has in Jesus Christ. We're not just forgiven sinners. We're actually made pure in the eyes of God. All of our sins are cleansed and we've actually been given the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So that when God looks at you as a, as a, a believer in his son, Adopted into his family, where you can call yourself a son or daughter of God, he looks at you in the exact same way that he looks at Jesus. Because Jesus' righteousness and holiness covers you. It's just an awesome thought. And some of these hymns really just have some rich theology um, to them. Um, before um, I share the message with you this morning, I would like to lead us in prayer for Alex. Um, Alex Kratzer, if you can come and stand with me. Uh, she said she was okay with this. Um, she's actually serving as a summer missionary this summer with Crossings Camp at Jonathan Creek, working with children and, and youth camps um, all summer long. So it will be a grind, no doubt. Um, it'll be a long summer. When do you start? Yeah, so leave Tuesday morning, you probably don't come back till like August. Yeah, so, so so let's pray for her in that. You know exactly what role, role we did? Um, so a little bit of everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's pray for Alex. I've got a few ways that we can pray for her. So first, pray for energy and endurance. Pray for help and, and wisdom for her as she, as she does all of these responsibilities. For unity among the workers and staff. children that she'll be working with, pray for, for salvations. 
pray for spiritual growth um, among the staff, among the workers, among the, the children and youth as well, and, and that the, their churches would be built up as well. Father, I thank you for this great ministry that you've given Kentucky Baptist across these camps. I thank you how you have used it um, over the years in just incredible ways to, to change uh, students' lives. And I pray that this summer would be no different. Um, I pray that you would use Alex and other staff members um, as your vessels. Um, and I pray that they would um, be given um, endurance and energy in the work. I pray that um, you would give them strength and power in the work, love in their hearts, help them to, um, to teach and to serve and to do everything that they do for your glory um, and with skill that, that you give. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. This morning, let's begin by diving right into our, our passage, and that's going to be Ecclesiastes. Uh, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. I invite you to turn there if you have your Bible handy or a Bible app. This is a very famous passage of Scripture. You have likely heard it before and are very familiar with it. Uh, for our baby boomers, back in 1965, uh, the rock band called The Birds uh, had a hit song called Turn, Turn, Turn. And it's basically this poem of scripture verbatim. Um, Ernest, Ernest Hemingway wrote a classic novel called And the Sun Also Rises that is that the title is based off of this poem from scripture, which is all about the seasons that we walk through in life. So let's read here together. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 through 8. There is an occasion or a season for everything, and a time for every activity under heaven. A time to give birth and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to avoid embracing, a time to search and a time to count as loss, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. This is God's holy word, and let's go to him in prayer. Lord, we pray now that you would bless the, the preaching of your word. Lord, help us all to sit under your word. Help us to, to eat on it, Lord. Um, give us this day our, our, our spiritual daily bread, and know how we need it, Lord, more than anything else in our life. Lord, cause the, the word to do very good things in our hearts this morning. And glorify your holy name. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. In the natural world, especially in the northern hemisphere, there are four seasons. 
There's winter, spring, summer, and fall. And for each season, we intuitively know there are different rhythms that we take per season. In winter, we just hang tight. We just try to stay warm and survive. Spring brings renewal and, and life where, where things are reborn. And there's a lot of activity with spring that we're now in. Summer is a time for enjoyment and, and fun with family and friends. Fall is a time of, of, of beauty. It's a time of, of storing up, of, of reaping, and it's also a time for getting ready for the cold of winter. During each season, we have different daily routines and rhythms that are adapted per each season that we're in. So that's for natural seasons, but why is our spirit any different? There are four different spiritual seasons that we also walk through. With each spiritual season, shouldn't we have different spiritual rhythms to match? For plants, every season is necessary for their growth so that they eventually will produce fruit. What if our souls are a lot like that? What if we need different spiritual seasons to walk through so that we can be spiritually fruitful as we abide in Christ through all of life's seasons? And that's what this sermon series called Renewal is all about. It's all about the spiritual seasons of the soul. It's learning what each spiritual season is like so that while we're in that spiritual season, we can abide in Christ and take whatever rhythm is needed so that we can grow up in Him and be fruitful. Last time, this was two weeks ago, we talked about what spiritual winter is like. It's, it's a very cold-feeling time. In a person's life. It's oftentimes marked by, by trial and, and difficulty. It, it feels like it's never going to end. It, it's that time in our life where there is a gap between what we know to be true about the goodness of God and what we seem to experience in our actual life. But at the same time, as difficult as winter is, oftentimes we can draw closer and be more intimate with God in spiritual winter than any other season. During the natural season of winter, we have to come inside to become warm. Well, oftentimes we grow closer to God in a way that's not possible otherwise in spiritual winter, and his warmth maintains us in that time. Winter makes us expect and long for something new. And when we move from winter into spring, we appreciate and rejoice in the newness of spring so much more because of the cold that 
we had been walking through. Spring's all about renewal. It's all about hope. It's all about change. Today, we're going to learn about the springtime season of our soul. And to do that, we're going to learn from an Old Testament prophet named Hosea. For much of the Old Testament, God's people were divided in two different kingdoms. There was a southern kingdom where the capital was in Jerusalem. And there was a northern kingdom called Israel where the ten tribes were living. Hosea actually focuses on the northern kingdom more than he does the southern kingdom called Israel. Judah. And his message was all about faithfulness. And there's a reason for that. Because God's people were being very much unfaithful to God. And Hosea was calling them back to covenant faithfulness. He was calling them back to renewal and their walk with God. A lot of his message is a warning, but it's also a promise. It's a promise of, of springtime renewal for the people of God. And remember, spring is all about renewal. It's all about rebirth. And it's all about life. So let's read this promise of renewal from the prophet Hosea. This will be Hosea chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. Come, let us return to the Lord. For he has torn us, and he will heal us. He has wounded us, and he will bind up our wounds. He will revive us after two days, and on the third day, he will raise us up so we can live in his presence. Let us strive to know the Lord. His appearance is as sure as the dawn. Just like the rain, like the spring showers that water the land. Spiritual springtime carries with it three different types of renewal. There is a spiritual renewal, there is an emotional renewal, and there's also a physical renewal. Let's look at spiritual renewal first. Inside this promise, there is another promise. Pay attention to live in his presence. This could have been the prophecy that the Apostle Paul was drawing from in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 4, when he said, He, speaking of Jesus, was buried. He was raised up on the third day according to the Scriptures. This was looking forward to a time of resurrection and revival for God's people. Jesus went down into the cold and wintry grave of death. And then he defeated death. He defeated the grave so that we, through faith in him, can enjoy new life and resurrection and the promise of eternal life. And it's incredible because we're two promised resurrected bodies just like Jesus has. In the natural seasons, every spring we're reminded of, of resurrection. It's everywhere that we look during springtime. What was dead is now breaking open into life. What was dormant once is now growing. What was cold is now warming up. The sun is in the sky. The, the, the birds are back again. We're waking up from the, the winter hibernation to get outside again. 
to enjoy today. Every spring is like a new birth. Spiritually, when a person becomes a believer in Jesus Christ, there is also a rebirth that happens. There is a resurrection that happens in their soul that anticipates the second coming of Christ when we truly will be resurrected. 2 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 17 tells us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. Salvation is like the springtime of our soul. It's renewal in a person's heart that's brought about by the Holy Spirit of God. But even those who have been believers for a long time need renewal. We need revival in our soul. It's possible for us to drift away from a closeness that we once had to God. It's easy to become apathetic. We can become indifferent towards God. We can backslide. We can become disconnected and even bitter against fellow believers in Jesus Christ. We feel alone. We, we stumble into sin. God, and, and twice he says it here in this passage, come, let us return to the Lord. Springtime is all about returning to God and, and trusting in him again. Let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. For a Christian and for a church, a spiritual season of springtime, it, it's like revival. Um, God is at work. Um, people are refreshed. People are coming to know Christ. People are, are growing in Christ. There, there's a renewed passion for the work of God among the people of God. And that's what a spiritual season of springtime is all about. It, it brings renewal to the soul. But it also brings emotional renewal as well both to the individual and the, the people of God. After a long winter, spring lifts our spirits. Just look at verse 3 again. Let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is as sure as the dawn. He will come to us at the showers as the spring rains that water the earth. Think about a much-needed rain. It happens on a spring day or, or coming in after a, a long, hard day of work to take a shower. Think about how refreshing that feels to, to you. Hosea is saying springtime is a lot like that. It, it feels refreshing. It, it feels new. During those hard times of winter and, and trial, Everything just feels monotonous. It, it feels dark. It, it feels lonely. It feels like you're never going to get out of this season. When people try to give us encouraging words, it's hard for us even to hear them because we're in this place of, of, of spiritual depression. But in a, a springtime season of the soul, there's a new optimism to life. We're, we're eager to start something new. We, we laugh again. We, we want to be around people again. We want to start new relationships again. We give thanks to God. We, we celebrate even the small victories. We, we know what it's like to have fun again. We let go of old wounds and old 
feud, feuds with people and we, we recognize, we reconcile with them. And we, we may even get vindicated from accusations and gossip that has been sent our way too. Springtime of the cell just feels good. It, it's refreshing after a long, hard winter. It's definitely something to look forward to. So that's an emotional renewal. Now, let's turn to consider physical renewal. The springtime of the soul brings a physical renewal to the believer. Look at verse 1 of Hosea 6. Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down, and he will bind us up. Did you know that every believer in Jesus Christ is promised full and complete healing of the body? Every believer in Jesus Christ is promised full and complete healing of the body. Now, before you think I'm a heretic preaching some kind of like health and, and wellness gospel, don't hear me wrong. I didn't say every believer is promised full physical healing right now, this side of glory, but every believer in Jesus Christ will experience full and complete physical re restoration. One day we'll be raised from the dead and we'll get new and perfected indestructible bodies just like Jesus. We'll never get sick again. We'll never get tired again. We'll never be hurt again. But even before then, some believers do get a, a, a foretaste of this future restoration through healing. Jesus and his apostles performed miraculous healings. And yes, I believe miracles still do exist today. It's a mystery hidden to everyone but God why some believers are healed miraculously now in this life and why some aren't. Miracles are, are definitely proof of God's renewing and recreating power at work. But even if there's not an immediate miraculous healing, God can still bring about physical renewal to our bodies. He, he, can, he can choose, of course, to use medical means to do that, and he often does. But that's not all of what I'm implying. When we experience a, a spiritual renewal and an emotional renewal that happens in a, a spiritual springtime of the soul, it does seem also to give new life even to our bodies. Where we once just wanted to do nothing, we're now given more energy to be active. We have more motivation to take care of our bodies, to eat good foods, to, to serve others, to work, to exercise. We, we take on a new hopeful mood and our whole appearance even is changed. People can see that something is going on with us, something new and different. And it's all brought about by renewal of God. So those are the type of renewals that we experience during a springtime season of the soul. But what should we be doing 
during the springtime season of the soul. If every natural season comes with it, there are different rhythms and routines, spiritual seasons also carry with them rhythms and routines that, that we need to focus on per each season. So what are we to do when God opens up and, and gives us spiritual renewal in springtime? Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, if you want to turn over there, carries the answer. And there he says, sow righteousness for yourselves and reap faithful love. Break up your unplowed ground. It is time to seek the Lord until he comes and sends righteousness on you like the rain. So there are three activities, according to this verse, that we need to be doing and applying ourselves to during spiritual springtime of the soul. And this is important because if we, we miss out on opportunities that God gives us during certain seasons, then we won't be able to enjoy other opportunities that God may give us during later seasons. For example, in natural seasons, if, if we don't plant during springtime, then we won't reap a harvest. We won't have fruit. We won't have food to eat during the harvest time, which is in fall. We have to be ready. And we do that by different rhythms, different routines that we walk through during different seasons. So in springtime, what are we to do? We are to first plow. We are to plow. Every springtime, the farmers are out plowing. Today we use machines. Uh, we're pretty advanced um, compared to ancient times when they would have been out there with oxen and a yoke pulling a plow. But still, nonetheless, we're just like them and we have to plow the fields to get them ready for planting. Getting the soil ready for planting is hard work, but it's needed work. It's essential work. Spiritually speaking, plowing means that we listen to obey. Plowing means we listen to obey. We, we break the hard surface of our hearts by doing the work of, of seeking after God, of listening to His Word, and not just Hearing His Word only, we obey God's Word. We're not just to be hearers of the Word, we're to be doers of the Word. And then after we plow, in springtime, we also need to plant. After we listen carefully to what God would have us to do, and spend lots of times in prayer to make sure that we're hearing Him exactly right, we can plant something that's new. A spiritual winter is a time when we draw back and we wait on God. In spiritual spring, we press forward. We, we plant what God wants us to plant. For some, that may be you look for a new opportunity to, to reach out to somebody, to help them to come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. For someone else, it may be beginning a new, a new ministry or taking a deeper commitment to a ministry that you're already a part of and involved in. That may mean forming deeper friendships or looking for community. It, it could mean being an, an encouragement to somebody 
who needs it. It means taking a step forward, maybe to join the church. It may mean a new job opportunity, a new activity in the community, or a new way to volunteer your time. Those are just some ideas of planting that can happen in someone's life, spiritually speaking. When, when God opens up a season of renewal and blessing for us, we need to be on the lookout for ways that we can be a blessing to other people. Because God never just blesses us to bless us. He blesses us so that we can become a blessing to others. So we, we plow first in the springtime, then we plant, and then third, we also need to clean. Everybody knows about spring cleaning. Spiritually, this happens also. We need to dust away the dirt. We need to knock off the, the cobwebs. We need to open the windows to let fresh air in after a long, hard winter. Using the illustration of, of planting again, if weeds are pulled up out of the garden, it's futile to plant, right? Because as soon as those start to sprout and get out of the ground, the weeds are going to choke them out. Well, our souls are exactly like that. They need spring cleaning. The old dirt and the grime of our souls need to be cleaned out. The, the weeds that can snuff out the, the things that God is trying to plant within us need to be pulled up and destroyed. We're weeds that can take over in our life. Well, it, it's sinfulness. It's sinful thoughts, sinful attitudes, sinful actions, lust and, and gluttony and greed and laziness and selfish anger, envy, pride, gossip. All of these things are examples of patterns that, that need to go. Those are weeds that need to be uprooted from our, our life. And we all have weeds in our heart that need to be dug out and cleaned away. So this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to, to begin to plow in your life. You, you've heard the message. You, you've heard the word of God. And I hope that you've listened carefully. And not just listened alone. I hope you have listened to obey God. How is God speaking to you this morning? What does he want you to do to respond? How does he want you to ready yourself for the work of God that he has for you? And then once you've listened to obey, there's a trust that you have. How does God want you to plant this morning? It's not enough just to be a hearer of the word. You have to be a doer of the word. How does God want you to obey? How does God want you to step out into what's new? How does God want you to embrace renewal in your life? And we always need to be cleaning. We all need to be getting rid of dirty things and weeds that are of sinfulness that are choking out the good desires of our heart that God has placed there. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait to do any one of those things. You can spend time this morning confessing to God those sins and asking Him to clean them out of your life. You could ask God for direction and help on, on what you need to be doing that is new, or maybe you are still in that spiritual winter of your soul, and maybe you just need to come and plead to God, God, give me renewal. Give me revival in my life. I love that, that story about an old evangelist that 
he would go into a town to preach the gospel for revival services. And you know, the first thing that he would do upon entering a new town, he would go to somewhere alone, he would take chalk and he would draw a circle around himself and then he would begin to pray for revival and renewal within that circle. That needs to be our heart's desire for renewal for ourselves, for our family, for our church family. We need to draw a circle around ourselves and pray for revival within that circle. And even more, for someone here today, that may mean something even more specific. That may mean that you turn from your sins to trust in Christ as Lord and Savior for the first time, to enter into new life with with him. And here's what you need to do in order for you to do that. First, you need to know that God created you and loves you, and he made you for a relationship with himself. You need to know that our sins, all of our sins, we're all sinners. They have separated us from God. Sins can't be removed by what we do, by us trying to be a good person, or trying to do good things for other people, none of those things can clean sin out of our life. There's only one answer for that, and that is paying the price for sin. Jesus died and rose again. He alone can cleanse us of our sin through his blood that he paid for us on the cross. He went there for our sake. He, he stood in our place. And everyone who turns from their sin and trusts in Christ personally will be saved. And then life with God starts the moment that you believe and will continue on forever and ever. Is that you here today? Do you recognize that I'm still dead in my sins? I'm still lifeless. I'm still cold, much like winter on the inside, and that's because I'm still separated from God. I don't have a relationship with Him. Well, I've got good news. Through faith in Jesus, He can give you new life, and you can be reborn. Let's go to the Father, Lord, we, we praise You because You are a God of renewal. You are a God that, that promises new life for your people, everyone who trusts in your son, Jesus. And I, I pray, Lord, today that you would renew your people. Lord, I pray here today for, for someone that may just feel stagnant in their walk, where they're not growing like they should. Lord, renew them or re-energize their walk with you. Lord, I'm praying here today for someone who knows you, but they've fallen away. They're stumbling. Sin and, and, and patterns of, of just a lot of weeds have come up in their, in their life. And it, it is choking out a closer walk with you. Lord, help them today to turn back and to begin the process of, of digging out the old and embracing you. Lord, I'm praying here today for someone who just feels discouraged. Lord, who, who, who 
who needs your comfort, who needs your warmth, who needs your presence, Lord God. I'm praying here today for, for someone who, who needs to step out and into something new and to be obedient to what you are telling them to do. Lord, I, I pray that for them. Lord, most of all, I'm, I'm praying here today for someone who is still separate from you, dead in their sins, lifeless and cold. Show them that the life that they have and they're trying to maintain through their own power and strength is just not going to get them what their hearts are seeking for. Put eternity in our hearts, Lord God, a longing for you, Lord. I pray for that person here today. They will come to truly know you by admitting their sin, by believing in Jesus Christ, and following you. Lord, we love you. We pray for renewal for our church. Lord, we pray for revival. We pray for a springtime season for us corporately as well as individually. 